Hey guys, welcome to the show. You're listening to the Bella Italy podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. I'm Brian and this is my uh, colleague in crime cohort. I don't know, what did we determine? <laughs> Something. I don't like the word. I don't like the word crime, but uh, <laughs> my partner, my friend, uh, lover of all things Italy. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, but oh, well, that's crime, much more uh, positive. You're so positive. My, I love my that. My mother used to say that about my friends all the time. Who's your partner in crime on this one? <laughs> <laughs> that's why you don't like it. <laughs> Get flashbacks that twitching. <laughs> By the way, hi mom. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for Half listening. of our constituency. <laughs> Dad got bored and he basically shut us off three months ago. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, here we are. We are dipping our toe in the deep south. And uh, well, I, I don't know. We're kind of wading into the kiddie pool now. Uh, we, I would say that. <laughs> season two, we, we started back up uh, heading into Naples and uh, taking a hard right turn <laughs> heading deep south. And so we're coming down uh, the long peninsula of uh, the, the Italian boot, so to speak. And there are these little juts here and there. Uh, we, <laughs> we kind of, re- I don't know, we, we use this uh, an analogy of uh, a leg. So if, if you're looking at the boot of Italy, right, the, the long leg and the boot of Italy, then you've got... Uh, you've got Rome, where we started off in season one. We took a hard left and we headed north during season one, and we we kind of did our main artery that that folks typically try to to drive. Uh, and, and I'm talking about not driving, but in a car, but just driving a a plan of mm-hmm. knocking things off of their bucket list, especially if it's their first time over. And a lot of times they'll either come into Rome or they'll come into Venice and they'll do this main artery, which we started Rome, went to Florence, then up to Bologna, Venice, Verona, across and hit, uh, gosh, Milan, some of the, the Lake District, all of that. This time we, we started off in Naples, had a great uh, season opener, two episodes talking about Naples. And we wanted to highlight that because a lot of folks, if it's your first trip, you're thinking places like Rome, of course, maybe Venice, Florence, yes, Bologna, not not as popular. A lot of people think about Amalfi Coast. Well, it's a little bit of a misnomer. We're really talking about the Sorrentine Peninsula. And Mm -hmm. uh, just geographically to orient people, if you're in that mid-waist section on the leg, (laughs) so to speak, you come down halfway again and you're at the kneecap. (laughs) I don't want to get into too many body parts here, but I just love your analogy. I never knew a leg had a midwaist, and I think of the midwaist as, you know, I'm like, how I don't know mid-waist? the muscle groups. You tell me. But, I like the kneecap. You, the patella of come, whatever. <laughs> you come down to the kneecap, uh, the, the hairy kneecap of Naples, <laughs> and uh, now we're at this protuberance, as Michael Scott would say, <laughs> uh, just under the hairy kneecap, and you've got the beautiful Amalfi Coast, which, again, yes. is a bit of a misnomer. We're really talking about a peninsula, the Sorrentine Peninsula, and just geographically, so you've got 
then you got Naples and you've got a bay around Naples. You've got this jutting out peninsula. And then underneath that, you've got Salerno and you've got the Bay of Salerno. And this peninsula is typically divided into two parts, uh, Sorrento on the north side, Amalfi, and, and you're probably familiar with Positano on the south coast of that. So before we get into dissecting things too much, I, I would love to get some perspective because I, I know you were just in uh, Sorrento, Amalfi, Positano this past spring. And then just a month ago, you were a little bit higher up in the Italian Riviera, so-called. Uh, <laughs> you, you were around Cinque Terre and, uh, gosh, where else? Santa Margarita. Uh, give us uh, your your take. These are both fresh in your mind this year. What, mm -hmm. what would people expect to see different if they're in one place or another? So the one thing about um, the Italian Riviera, as you say, is it's definitely smaller, and I think it's easier, uh, quicker to see. The island there's no islands, and it's easier to get to. Right, you can go from Florence, you can go from Milan, and take a train right into Santa Margarita. Right, and you walk three minutes, you're in city center, and Santa Margarita. I would say it as a base is great, um, not touristy. Most people don't even know about Santa Margarita. They're going to Portofino or they're going to um, Cinque Terre. Um, different when you talk about the Sorrentine Peninsula, as we know, um, Sorrento is a great base, but it's definitely more touristy, right? Um, it's bigger, I think. Um, and the other thing is, is it's tougher to get to. Now I'm going to say tougher, but it's a little more logistically challenging as we, we can hit on um, to get to. Um, but in the Sorrentine Peninsula and Amalfi, I just think there's more, right? There's more towns, there's more stuff to see, um, there's islands. Um, so I think, it, you know, I just felt that the vacation could be a little more extended into from Naples, the Gulf of Naples, Sorrentine Peninsula into, the, you know, the uh, Salerno. Um, I just think there's more to do, more to see. And I also think the landscape, um, it's both beautiful, by the way. I think the landscape in Amalfi, uh, Positano, and in the Sorrentine Peninsula is just uh, superior to me. That's me. Mm. Okay. Well, that's helpful. I mean, it sounds like it's it's a richer experience. You do pay for it. And this is something that we dealt with <laughs> on the first couple of episodes of this season two is coming down into Naples is a challenge. It's, it's a challenge logistically sometimes, not so much arriving in Naples, but once you're on foot in Naples, if you're not familiar with it, and you know, I, I don't want to rehash what we dealt with in the first two episodes, but it can be a little bit challenging. Uh, you know, it's an acquired palate, as we say, it's an acquired taste. And if you haven't developed that palate, you might find things are a little bit more raw, but that's really what we're after. I mean, I, I live here in the deep South um, and I, I'm after that raw experience, uh, mm. you know, and for some people, as you learn to appreciate things uh, in the South, you you begin to see uh, the diversity here, the, 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 yeah, the real Italy, like we we like to say, the the culinary experiences, the the raw beauty in nature, all of that, pristine beaches, uh, fewer crowds in general from Rome south, 
because it is a little bit off of the beaten path. We, we talk about, you know, you got to leave your sedan behind and you're going to get in mm-hmm. your four wheel drive vehicle in order to come south. And so, you know, high speed trains uh, traditionally have come down as far as Naples. They extended that to Salerno. And then south of Salerno now, you can get down uh, at, you know, we've been looking at Puglia a lot. You can, you can get that high speed train from Rome to Bari in Puglia, mm-hmm. uh, but it is a slower train. You're still several hours on a train to get to Bari. It, there is a high speed train now down to the tip of the boot, the tiny tip of the boot, which is facing where I live in Sicily, uh, Villa San Giovanni at the, at the far end of Calabria, but it is a slower fast speed train, high speed train. (laughs) And and so you're still, (laughs) you're still analog in some sense and not digital. Uh, but that said, as we, as we already mentioned in the Naples episodes, it's so worth it. You guys, there's so many things, uh, that make this part of the country worth coming down and, and, you know, uh, acquiring that palette, overcoming some of the challenges, the obstacles in order to get to, and, you know, you mentioned crowds just a second ago, and, and we'll, we'll dive into this probably on the second episode here, talking about the Sorrentine Peninsula. But there is a difference between the the northern coast of Sorrento, the Sorrentine Peninsula, and the southern coast, which is more commonly referred to as the Amalfi Coast. Uh, that southern coast largely belongs to Salerno. The northern coast belongs to Naples in the province of Naples. And there's there are some subtle differences, but I'd say this peninsula in general, you're going to get a lot less crowds than you would if you were in Cinque Terre. Then, mm-hmm. as you know, and we'll get to this more in the second episode, like I say, but even between these two towns, let's put Sorrento uh, pitted against Amalfi, you're probably going to have fewer crowds in, Salen- in Salento, uh, sorry, Sorrento than Amalfi. And so with, with all that said, um, I appreciate the contrast between Cinque Terre, other places like that. But as we're, as we're zoning in, as we're circling in here, you were able to actually see both of these in the spring. So give us a gut reaction. What was the, the main, I don't know, feel difference between a place like Positano, Amalfi, which is mm-hmm. again, part of Salerno and what you saw on the north, because you guys actually based out of Sorrento, the town of Sorrento on the north. Uh, what what was your feel between those two? We actually stayed in both, right? Um, so we stayed in uh, Positano overlooking on uh, Pasitea, uh, overlooking the water. And then we went up to Sorrento to get that contrast. How do you get around this stuff? I think, I think what I found, and we went early, so the, the crowds weren't there. Um, <clears throat> and what I found was Sorrento's flat easy to traverse. Right? We tell customers, we had a couple of handicapped customers this summer, and we put them in Sorrento just for that reason, because it's easier to traverse walking, um, easier to shop, um, not as crowded because it's spread out. Where Positano is very, very small. I remember we asked you to come to Positano. You're like, I've been there. I did my three hours because it's so small. <laughs> it, it's not, you know, there's two main roads is uh, Colombo and Pasitea, and that is it, right? Um, so that was what we noticed. Um, the, the views of Positano was second to none. I mean, walking around Positano at night, just the mountains surround you. Um, Sorrento is different, right? It's a city center almost. A lot of flat walking town. You got to get down to near the marina um, and all the, you know, uh, looking over the Gulf of Naples. Um, 
I just think there's a definite landscape difference, but there's a cost difference, right? Sorrento is going to be cheaper. It's going to have more activity get out and about um, to other parts that you want to go to. Even tour-wise, we do a lot. Uh, we have a lot more connection partner-wise in Sorrento than we do in Positano. So that's what I noticed the biggest difference. And I want to step one step back and I look at what you said in regarding Naples. We tell our customers when they leave Rome to go to Amalfi, let's say, we say Naples because I think it is such uh, beauty in both Amalfi, which is clean and ritzy and beautiful, and then Naples, right, is is a little grittier and dirtier, but you have to have that contrast to understand Italy. Uh, I look at it as a beautiful abstract painting. You know, it seems like you can't understand it and it's splashy, but then when you go to Amalfi or you go to Sorrentine Peninsula, it's the Mona Lisa right? They're still beautiful pieces of art, right? Um, so I think that's what we get out of it. But I think in contrast, um, it depends on what you want to get out of uh, going to the coast, uh, the Sartine Peninsula or Malfi. I think it's a good base for Sorrento, easy to walk, a lot of tourists. That's the difference between Santa Margarita in, in up mm. north and in Sorrento, because okay. people figure that out. Hey, I'm not going to spend all that money to go to Positano. I'm going to take the ferry to Positano and see the views and enjoy it. So I think that's the difference between I hope I yeah, have. and we're well for you. There. Yeah, that that's an excellent point. So, with with that said, just talking about kind of the big picture here about the appeal for this peninsula. Of course, you know, we, we would like for folks to stop over and enjoy Naples instead of just making a beeline, uh, whether mm-hmm. they're coming straight down from the north onto the peninsula, heading to Sorrento, uh, coming down as far, you can kind of come around the backside of the peninsula. You're going to come around Mount Vesuvius uh, into the hinterland. Uh, it's all vineyards and pasture land and a lot of, uh, yeah, uh, gardens. And it's, it's really quite beautiful on the, the in- interior coming around to Salerno, and then you come across uh, that way, which is quite easy to do on ferries as well. In fact, from Salerno, it's super easy to get off of a train in Salerno, walk from the train station to the ferry, jump right on a ferry, and hit Positano or Amalfi. Super simple. Um, and point. so, yeah, all of that uh, goes in to say, look, there's a lot of appeal and I can't wait to to get into some of the specifics. Talk about some of the tours that you were able to do while you're in this area. Some of the partners that we met, some of the excursions. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of things to do. In fact, uh, some of our, our newsletters uh, from the summer, we were able to talk about uh, some of the nature ex- excursions and fun things, experiences that you can have, and that'll factor into uh, these couple of episodes. But just big picture, uh, I, I wanted to say this about some of the contrast. You know, of course, we've got Roman ruins down here. What these, uh, I, I think a lot of the difference here when you're talking about Naples on south. Uh, you get a lot of the Greek feel as well. And so a lot of our Roman ruins, like taking a town like Tarmina, which is just north of me, about 45 minutes here in Sicily, uh, you've got Greek ruins. And and before that, you probably had Carthaginian. Uh, you might have had Phoenician uh, settlements, all of that. And then you you can actually still see the Greek ruins built on top of that are the Roman ruins. And so the, the Romans came in and built 
on top of what was then known as Magna Greca, the, the greater uh, Greek world before Rome really started exerting its its force. And so a lot of these towns down here and, you know, uh, Sorrento is one of these was actually a Greek settlement. And uh, I was mm -hmm. I was looking at the name Sorrento. It comes from a Latin Sorrentum and it was the city of sirens. Um, and I don't think it was like the siren on top of an ambulance. I think this is more like Homer, <laughs> Iliad, and Odyssey mm -hmm. type of sirens. Yeah. But 6th century BC. So we're talking about uh, 2,600 years ago. So there's ancient Greek roots here that the Romans then uh, built on, on top of. Uh, and, and so there's you, you, you're getting down into uh, degrees or layers uh, geologically, but also archaeologically here, which are just fabulous. You know, to the to the north of this peninsula, you've got Vesuvius and uh, in, in you have these towns, very famous towns that are covered up in ash and and all of that, uh, which we don't even need to mention. But you come down south and you, you've still got more towns that were even affected by uh, Vesuvius and, and the eruptions there. You were able to do some of the, the, the excursions here before we get out on the peninsula. Let's just hit those real quick. What was the experience of getting into some of these towns uh, where, you know, Pompeii, for example, and then Herculaneum and, and all of that? What, what were those experiences like for you? What, what Did it meet your expectations coming in or was there still a wow factor for you? Well, I've done Pompeii before. This trip we did Herculaneum and uh, I really loved Herculaneum. It was it was it was it was compact. It had a great story. Um, it actually had, you know, it actually had structure to it where it wasn't spread out like uh, Pompeii. So we really enjoyed that. Um, the tour was excellent. It's a great transition once again, either on the way back or on the way there. And the other thing I like, and people don't know, is the beauty of just seeing Vesuvius, the hike Vesuvius, right? But also there's wine. You know, people don't know there's wineries around there. Um, you might be able to delve a little deeper into that. But doing a, a wine tour. You know, um, there's not a lot of wine tours on the Sorrentine Peninsula and Amalfi. But if you're interested to have a, a wine tasting and go see a vineyard, you can do that uh, around they're there. close by. So that's something else we did. Yeah, they're close by. And people don't realize the, you know, all the beautiful vegetation and um, landscape and the hiking and the stuff that you can do on your way. So, so that being said, I mean, you know, there's a lot to do in that area on your transition um, from Rome to Naples to the Sorrentine Peninsula. So, you know, uh, you know, you can choose, you know, the two tours of Pompeii. You can choose the tour of Herculaneum. They are different. Um, you know, we recommend if you want a shorter tour to go to the Herculaneum tour, uh, you know, especially in the summer months when it gets hot. Uh, you don't want to be just, you know, Baking in the sun, we try to, to help you there because we try to make sure that you're going early in the morning or later in the day um, so the sun's not baking because it is wide open. You know, uh, Herculaneum is smaller. Herculaneum actually has some little um, homes in there where there is some shade and some a little better uh, cooling area than going to uh, a Pompeii. But yeah, I think, you know, I think you just can't get on the highway and go from Naples to the Sorrentine Peninsula. So I think, uh, I think you need to check out, you know, there's, there's a lot of food, there's a lot of vegetation, there's a lot of wine, and there's a lot of history. Yeah. 
yeah, those are some excellent points. And I, I, I like that you even teased out, you know, on the peninsula itself, maybe you don't find as much wine tasting, but you do find some other things. I know that uh, you guys did some limoncello tasting. Uh, where, where was that exactly? Was that in Sorrento or were you on yes. the southern coast? So it was in Sorrento. And what I, and this is, I pride myself and we pride ourselves as a company, right, Bri? That yes, there's limoncello everywhere. And I see these people going to these limoncello factories or these shops in Sorrento. When we do a limoncello tour, it's him and his brother passed down from their family. You go to their home and it's just lemon trees in his backyard, right? And that's all they do. And it's a beautiful view over the Gulf of Naples, you know, and you're walking through his grove. And it's pretty cool because he's got lemon trees that are half lemon and half orange, which is freaky, right? You never knew that they could graft both in one tree. And they're excellence. That's all they do. They don't mm. send it out. They don't have stores on the streets of Sorrento. And it's delicious. The best lemon chill you're going to get because it's, you know, for our, for our, for our use and for our people that go out there, it is, you know, small family owned, not these machines that you would see in Sorrento. So these kind, I'm not trying to boast, but these are the kind of experiences you're going to have with us in Sorrento. Yes, everyone's got lemon chill. It's all over the place, but we're going to give you that special experience where two brothers in their mid twenties, early thirties are actually giving you this experience. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, even down here in Sicily, we have our, uh, limoncello and, you know, uh, Sicilian lemons are famous all over mm -hmm. Italy. In fact, uh, San Pellegrino makes a limonata, which is, a, uh, an Italian lemon soda, and they'll boast that the lemons come from Sicily. But when we're talking about, uh, lemons for limoncello, you want that they're actually from Sorrento, from the Sorrentine Peninsula, because these are where the best lemons grow for that purpose. And, you know, the same could be said about any number of different things. We've talked about this before, that around the, the Naples area, the greater Naples metro area, you've got tomatoes, San Marzano, that uh, are the best tomatoes for making pizza paste. Mm -hmm. Um, yep. and you know, we've got tomatoes down here that, uh, you know, from Pacino, in fact, I've told this story before, uh, you know, in a airport in Venice, uh, I was on my way back down here to Sicily before boarding. There's a little panineria, you know, having their, their sandwiches, uh, panino. And, uh, I noticed that they've got a little marker that says that the tomatoes are from Pacino in Sicily. And I was all the way mm -hmm. in the north because those are the best tomatoes for a panino. And so, mm -hmm. again, knowing where the product comes from and what its purpose has been chosen for. This is the best, uh, you know, tomato for this purpose or this is the best lemon, lemon for that purpose is super important to Italians. And so, sure, you can get limoncello anywhere in Italy. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it, but you could if you wanted to. Uh, yes. But you definitely want the experience to be matching the geographic area. And so we're going to get into a little bit more of that, uh, some of the particulars to have uh, what, what experiences are available in Sorrento.
as we're kind of um, wrapping up this introductory episode today, and before we get into those specifics uh, on the next episode, I just want to talk about the the peninsula itself. You know, we've mentioned that we we have a lot of folks that'll come down. Maybe they'll try to skip over Naples and, and we're teaching our clients, hey, you know, you got to lay over in Naples. We got some great food tours. Uh, it's a raw experience, but we're going to match you up with a guide. They're going to walk you through VIP level experience. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, you've got wine tasting. You've got Greek and Roman ruins all around these areas. You've got archaeological, uh, historical places uh, like we've already mentioned, Paestum, Herculaneum, Pompeii, mm -hmm. all of that. You've got, again, fantastic um, little agriturismo type villas out in the countryside, even before getting onto the Sorrentine Peninsula. But a lot of people will want to come because of the sun. Uh, because they want to see the water, because they want to have some excursion and experiences. Let's just talk about, generally speaking, time of the year to come to the Sorrentine Peninsula in order to do some of those things that people associate with Positano, with Amalfi and Sorrento. Uh, what, what are the times of year that people would want to think about for coming down uh, and visiting the peninsula, no matter what town they stay in? Uh, during their their stay over. So first of all, um, once November hits, uh, Amalfi Sorrentine Peninsula pretty much shuts down. I would say Sor Sorrento's a little busier; it's more lived in, and then the other towns that are on the hills, like uh, Amalfi or uh, Positano. But after Easter, you know, it doesn't really open up. They're doing a lot of uh, refurbishing, remodeling, getting ready over the winter months. So definitely, uh, we just came back uh, in May. We went the last week of April and the first week of May, and it was spectacular. Now, don't get me wrong. The weather, we lucked out. It was 72 to 76 degrees every day and sunny every day. And I've been in Italy where it's 55 degrees in April and May, and it's freezing. So I would say the first two weeks of May, and the last two weeks to the first two weeks in October are the time frames to go um, to the Amalfi to beat the crowds. We're big about beating the crowds. To having that experience that you can walk in and walk out of restaurants to get your, you know, the tours that you need. Um, you know, we were a perfect example is we took a boat ride from Capri back to Sorrento for a sunset. We went to the Green Grotta. We went to a couple of the picturesque spots. We were the only boat on the water. If you were to do that in June, July, and August, you're in line <laughs> like you're at a deli, right? I'm not kidding. You're in line like a deli, right? We were like talking to the, the captain. He's like, oh, yeah, this is this is the time to come because you're on the water and no one's there. It's your basically Mediterranean. It was crazy. So I that's why I suggest it because you'll enjoy it more, right? When we walk in Positano at night, we were walking down like it was – you know, downtown Franklin or downtown, you know, some little poke downtown. We're the only people walking. Um, you, you can't do that in, you know, in June, July and August. Full now, summer. It's beautiful. Beautiful anytime. Uh, but the traffic getting, you know, getting from spot A to spot B and with a taxi or a car service, brutal. Um, so, um, but it doesn't take away from the beauty and the awe. It's just that it's, you're asking me that question. Definitely uh, end of after Easter to the middle of May and then end of September to the middle of October. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are excellent bookends to the busy season, which is after, <laughs> after May, all of June, mm -hmm. July and August are high. Season. And you've also, you know, uh, to make, uh, 
I say this kind of tongue in cheek to make matters worse, so to speak. You've got <laughs> Italians who uh, their kids are out of school uh, all of July and all of August. And so, of course, there's a lot more traffic going on. Uh, the, uh, all the, the main corridors, the arteries are, are just uh, overflowing with Italians heading to the beaches themselves. Um, and so what we're looking at with these little bookends that uh, you just described, we're talking about those, those brief periods of time where the weather is probably, not no guarantees, but it's probably going to be spectacular. You're going to have relatively low crowds and the prices are decent and Italians are still, you know, the kids are still in school, all of that. And so, uh, you know, the, the main thoroughfares aren't just, you know, uh, overflowing with people, whether foreigners or locals, you, you've got a great in-between season, but yeah, just to highlight what you were saying, things really don't open up here until after Easter. Uh, you have mm. that Pasqua. And then the uh, the following Monday is called Pasquetta, and that's where everybody goes out into the countryside, has their little picnic and barbecue. After that, tourist season is wide open. It, it's like hunting season has begun. There's, <laughs> it's like the bells are ringing, and everybody knows yes. spring is in the air. And this is when you travel. This is when you do fun stuff. And and that's when that's a great season because yeah, it it it's not always like clockwork, but usually the weather starts opening up. It's not rainy. Uh, it's not as overcast and you can actually go to the beach. Maybe the water's still cold, but you can, you can definitely have boat excursions and do some fun things that ordinarily uh, earlier in the season you couldn't do. And then it's the same on that second bookend, the second side of that coming into the fall. Uh, you know, by the end of August, everybody's back in school over here, the Germans, and uh, we've got some French and UK that come down, Swiss are down here uh, for a good part of October, but it, it's at a minimum. And so you've, you've got a lot more uh, room, you've got uh, less traffic, you've got less people crowding here or there. And, you know, uh, the, the weather usually still holds. You get into November too much and we're back into the rainy season. Now, mm -hmm. that's not to say that you can't have a fantastic time off season over here. You want to come over in December, even January. I mean, uh, you know, here in Sicily, there, there are plenty of uh, Decembers that I remember that if you're sitting in the sun, you take your, your coat off, you're in a, in a t-shirt and you feel great because in the mm -hmm. sun you feel warm and, uh, the weather's just spectacular. A lot of the time it's just more hit or miss. Uh, there's, there's more chance that you're going to get some disturbance there. All that to say, uh, Sorrentine Peninsula has a lot of appeal on the next episode. I'd love to jump into and and you know we've kind of been at thirty thousand foot view. I want to I want to zoom in <laughs> on some of these towns. I want to definitely hit Sorrento. I want to hit Amalfi, Positano. What else is is kind of on your radar? And you'd say, yeah, we we definitely got to talk about this other place as well. Oh, we got to talk about Capri too, right? So um, people, you know, yep. they're in Amalfi and sort of they have to go there. Uh, I think we take Ischia for another time, maybe do an island, um, you know, island discussion. Island hopping. Uh, but I think, <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little island hopping discussion. Um, and we need to talk about Salerno a little more too, I think, uh, you know, as a possible base. You know it really well. Um, one, you know, Juicy, who works for us, lives there too. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's a great point to make. Uh, I think we've hit on it. I think we've nailed it where, you know, 
it's not just hopping from one city to the next, but I think, you know, the transition going over and on the way there, right? It's not just trying to find out how to get to my hotel in Positano. What are you going to do on the way there? I think that's important. You know, I don't think people think about that. They just think about or what's on my agenda, this city and that city. Well, what's in between it? And I think we need to hit right. on that. So we did. Okay. I, I love that. I love that approach. And I think that's something that we're we're doing really well right now. It's taken some time to educate some of our clients on, hey, don't waste time. You're going to be traveling for two or three hours. You might as well hit X, Y, or Z along the way so that uh, there's nothing wasted. We we look at a trip holistically and yeah, you might have a goal of, I just want to see Positano. Okay. Well, it's not the easiest place in the world to get to. Uh, there's a lot of fantastic things to see. We don't want your trip to be wasted. Uh, you know, and, and so what could we, how could we make this experience uh, even better than you can imagine? And that's where uh, a lot of our expertise is leveraged in. Yeah, I, I like the idea of maybe hitting Ischia another time. Uh, we've talked about it before. It, it has hit on several uh <laughs> top album charts no um yes. on several awards for being some of the the best islands in the mediterranean uh it, it recently got best island in the world award i don't know what <laughs> what particular uh <laughs> you know uh, compendium of uh judges was was used for that but Ischia, just geographically, as we're looking at the Bay of Naples, the Gulf of Naples, it's on that, it's on the northern side. So if Naples is opening up uh, as a mouth, that uh, the top lip is pointing towards uh, Ischia, and then the bottom lip, which is the Sorrentine Peninsula, is pointing towards Capri. I think it'd be appropriate to talk about Capri, uh, especially on the next episode as we get into uh, some of the excursions that you can do around the peninsula. Uh, this, this section of the country is fantastic for getting out on the water and, and looking at where you're at. And you can't always do that everywhere uh, that, that you are in Italy, but this is a fantastic place uh, to do that. I'd love to talk about uh, making the most of the trip to those destinations. And yeah, I, don't, I definitely don't want to overlook Salerno uh, either on this next episode. Anything to sum up or any final comments? No, I think it was uh, exactly what we want to do in the first episode, get a, a broad stroke you know, understanding it, I think for our, our viewers, I don't know if this is not viewing, but our listening audience, it gives them, you know, all right, I, I see where they're leading us. Now let's drill down. I think it's a perfect segue into the next episode. I'm excited to talk about it. Um, you know, I look at it as, you know, the fourth most popular ask, maybe the third most popular ask for us. So I think mm -hmm. customers and future clients and people that love Italy want to hear about it. What what are they asking? Just to be uh, precise on that, what are they asking for? S Sorrento as a peninsula, the town, Amalfi, Positano. What's the what what are what is the the town that they're usually trying to identify? So most most customers say Amalfi overall. We got dogs barking <laughs> in the background. It's a, that's what this I can is hear about, that. I guess. Yes, thanks. Um, so most people just say Amalfi. They have, okay. you know, it's, it's loop, it's lumped together, like saying, I want to go to Florence and I want to go to Tuscany. They don't realize that Florence is in Tuscany. Right. So, um, most customers just ask, I want to go to Amalfi and you know, they don't realize Amalfi is actually a town. So, uh, <laughs> you've got dogs barking. I've got cats meowing. I think it's time to wrap up this episode, <laughs> but 
uh, we'll pick up there with that ask and and how we try to direct. And, and maybe for our listeners, they're going to pick up uh, hopefully some good tips uh, some some pointers that they they didn't know before about visiting this area because it is wildly popular, uh, certainly on a lot of people's bucket list. And and again, uh, so that we don't have any time wasted on that journey, some of the things that people could plan into uh, program into that trip because it is it is quite a little trip to get down, especially if mm-hmm. you're in Rome. Uh, where a lot of the transportation is really good and you come down as far as Naples, uh, you're going off the beaten path and uh, you don't want to miss. I mean, it, it is, I, I, I say it's, it, it is for a reason. You know, fate has it that way for a reason. And so as you come down and you stop traveling digital, you kind of go analog again. There's a reason for it and you don't want to miss out on certain things. And we're going to get into that on the next episode. All right. My brother, it was good to see you again. <laughs> Say hello to your, your bish, Bishop and Molly. Uh, I think, they bro, just wanted to be thinking, on the show. I think what we should do is ask customers, have you did listen to the podcast? What happened at the end of the Italy with Bella podcast? <laughs> and test them out, right? And give a little, give a little prize. <laughs> You're going to hear a gunshot soon. Exactly. And no more dog barking. No, no. Just no kidding. No more dog either. No, no animals. We're, we're on this no episode. No cruelty. Yes, none. No cruelty. No. We're joking. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk to you again soon. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. Stai pensando a lei